This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Look around you. Turn off those screen devices. Take a look at reality and ask yourself this. What exactly is going on? Is this a revolution? Is this anarchy? Is this a spectacle engineered to distract us from the machinations of the police state? Is this a sociological means of resetting our national equilibrium? Is this a Machiavellian scheme designed to further polarize the populace and undermine our efforts to stand unified against government tyranny? Is this so-called populist uprising actually a manufactured race war, an election year referendum on who should occupy the White House? Whatever it is, this, the racial hypersensitivity without racial justice, the kowtowing to politically correct bullies with no regard for anyone else's free speech rights, the violent blowback after years of government-sanctioned brutality, the mob mindset that's overwhelming the rights of the individual, the oppressive glowering of the nanny state, the seemingly righteous indignation full of sound and fury that in the end signifies nothing, the partisan divide that grows more impassable with every passing day, is not leading us anywhere good. Certainly, it's not leading to more freedom. This draconian exercise in how to divide, conquer, and subdue a nation is succeeding. For one brief moment in the wake of George Floyd's death, it seemed as if finally we the people might put aside our differences long enough to stand united in outrage over the government's brutality. That sliver of unity didn't last long. We may be worse off now than we were before. Suddenly, no one seems to be talking about the egregious governmental abuses that are still wreaking havoc on our freedoms. Police shootings of unarmed individuals, invasive surveillance, Roadside blood draws, roadside strip searches, SWAT team raids gone awry, the military-industrial complex costly wars, pork barrel spending, pre-crime laws, civil asset forfeiture, fusion centers, militarization, armed drones, smart policing carried out by AI robots, courts that march in lockstep with the police state, schools that function as indoctrination centers, bureaucrats that keep the deep state in power. The more things change, the more they stay the same. How do you persuade a populace to embrace totalitarianism, that goose-stepping form of tyranny in which the government has all the power and we the people have none? You persuade the people that the menace they face, imaginary or not, is so sinister, so overwhelming, so fearsome, that the only way to surmount the danger is by empowering the government to take all necessary steps to quash it, even if that means allowing government jackboots to trample all over the Constitution. This is how you use the politics of fear to persuade a freedom-endowed people to shackle themselves to a dictatorship. It works the same every time. The government's overblown, extended wars on terrorism, drugs, violence, illegal immigration, and so-called domestic extremism have been a convenient ruses used to terrorize the populace into relinquishing more of their freedoms in exchange for elusive promises of security. Having allowed our fears to be codified and our actions criminalized, we now find ourselves in a strange new world where just about everything we do is criminalized, even our ability to choose whether or not to wear a mask in public during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Strangely enough, in the face of outright corruption and incompetency on the part of our so-called elected officials, Americans in general remain relatively gullible, eager to be persuaded that the government can solve the problems that plague us, whether it be terrorism, an economic depression, an environmental disaster, or a global pandemic. We have relinquished control over the most intimate aspects of our lives to government officials who, while they may occupy seats of authority, are neither wiser, smarter, more in tune with our needs, more knowledgeable about our problems, nor more aware of what is really in our best interests. The lesson is this. Once a free people allows the government inroads into their freedoms or uses those same freedoms as bargaining chips for security, it quickly becomes a slippery slope to outright tyranny. Nor does it seem to matter whether it's a Democrat or Republican at the helm anymore. Indeed, the bureaucratic mindset on both sides of the aisle now seems to embody the same philosophy of authoritarian government whose priorities are to milk, we the people, of our hard-earned money by way of taxes, fines, and fees, and remain in control and in power. Modern government in general is acting illogically, even psychopathically. When our government no longer sees us as human beings with dignity and worth, but as things to be manipulated, maneuvered, mined for data, manhandled by police, conned into believing it is our best interest at heart, treated and then jails us if we dare step out of line, punishes us unjustly, without remorse, and refuses to own up to its failings, we are no longer operating under a constitutional republic. Instead, we are experiencing a pathocracy, tyranny at the hands of a psychopathic government which operates against the interest of its own people except for favoring certain groups, especially the ones with money. So where does that leave us? Having allowed the government to expand and exceed our reach, we find ourselves on the losing end of a tug of war over control of our country and our lives. And for as long as we let them, government officials will continue to trample on our rights, always justifying their actions as being for the good of the people. Yet the government can only go as far as we the people allow. Therein lies the problem. The powers that be want us to believe that our job as citizens begins and ends on election day. They want us to believe that we have no right to complain about the state of the nation unless we've cast our vote one way or the other. They want us to remain divided over politics, hostile to those with whom we disagree politically, and intolerant of anyone or anything whose solutions to what ails this country differ from our own. What they don't want us talking about is the fact that the government is corrupt, the system is rigged, the politicians don't represent us, the electoral college is a joke, most of the candidates are frauds, and as I point out in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, we as a nation are repeating the mistakes of history, namely, allowing a totalitarian state to reign over us. As we once again find ourselves faced with the prospect of voting for the lesser of two evils, keep in mind that the lesser of two evils is still evil. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute. 
by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.